0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates rant podcast. It is opening day in Pittsburgh and I'm sitting out here on the deck in Scranton, Pennsylvania and the uh, the rain is pretty much moving through. It's already moved through Pittsburgh. It should be a really nice day for opening day. Um, now, I don't really have a lot of angles today because I think we've gone over pretty much everything with the Pirates, you know. Um over the course of the offseason and the last week But, um, you know, I did take a look at the Cabrian Hayes extension And I am very impressed that um, it was front-loaded I mean, I think this was a, a really good commitment by Bob Nutting um, Because nobody has been more critical of Nutting than me If you've looked at my posts, especially over the winter Because there was nothing else to talk about So I just busted on the Pirates for months and months at a time, you know um, but, yeah, I like the fact that they're paying him $10 million in the first couple years. And they had to front load this contract in order to get him to sign, you know, in order to get um, Charlie Hayes to agree to sign this deal. Um, they wanted to see a financial commitment from the Pittsburgh Pirates because he would only be making like $3 million, $4 million the next couple years. And they're paying him $20 million in the next couple years. So, I mean, that is a really significant um, boost to the pay um, for keep Ryan Hayes. So, you know, I'm really impressed to see that. Um, and really, you know, I probably touched on this uh, last year. Really, the Pirates only have to extend their young players um, to compete. You know, they don't really have to go out and sign like a Carlos Correa or anyone like that at any point, you know. They could fill in the holes with guys like Jake Marsenek, as long as they have enough of these young guys that succeed, and the team extends them so we don't see them for three or four years, and then they're gone. Um, So that was a nice commitment um, in the case of Key Brian Hayes. And uh, there was a nice boost, as I mentioned on Twitter, to the um, ticket sales on today's game, uh, opening day. It looks like they're going to get at least, I would say, 35000 maybe more. And I heard that some of the tickets were on sale, like on specials in Pittsburgh, for $4.12. I didn't notice that online. Uh, When I went online, it looked like most of the tickets were being sold at regular prices. Um, I know that, for the most part, these tickets are being sold today because it's a nice day. It's a great day to watch baseball in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh. A lot of the employees at some of the companies like PPG and PNC Bank are knocking off early to head over to the stadium to watch the game. And a lot of like college students and people like that are tailgating already for this game. So, I mean, it's just a nice day. Um, Think about it. You know, we had, as we always do, a long winter um, you're able to get out of the house uh, after a long shutdown with COVID. Get out of the house, go to a baseball game where the sun is warm. You can get a hot dog. You can get a Permani sandwich. You can get um, lube wings. There's some other like new pizza places in the stadium as well. Um, people can go to the stadium to see like the new. Things that are there as far as they took out some of the seating and they redid some of the um, lounging areas, uh, which is nice because if you ever walked around PNC Park during a game that sold out, it's always really crowded, you know, like you have to wait to move through the crowd. And some of the crowds moving this way, some of the crowds moving that way to and fro, it takes forever. And the lines are long too. I don't see Any break with that I mean I think the lines Are going to be long today Whether you're getting beer Or any of those foods That we talked about But um, They did put Some new things in They put some new things In for the kids There's like a pirate ship uh, Where the kids can Climb And sit on Like I don't know Like I don't know what they are But it's something That the kids could sit on Um, They Improved um, Some of the uh, Some of the seating Like I said Some of the bigger tables in, the, um, in that area when you get up and walk around. So we'll have to see uh, what those improvements are. But I think some of the fans wanted to see that. Most of the fans just wanted to get out and celebrate a nice day and watch baseball. Um, so, I mean, that is good. The Key Brian Hayes extension is good. I mean, if we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, we have mentioned this at times, but I guess we haven't done this in a while. Like, what players... Do I like um, to man the positions in over the next few years? Um, catching has changed a little bit. Um, they drafted Henry Davis with the number one overall pick last year, and um, they uh, a lot of people wanted him to start in Altoona, but he's starting in Greensboro, which is probably smart for number one. Greensboro is a good hitting park, you know. And number two, you don't have to rush him through the system, and you can always bump him up to Double A later in the year. Um, But the surprising thing is that they started him and Andy Rodriguez in Greensboro. Um, So I think that it's possible um, Andy Rodriguez is going to be considered an outfielder from now on. And the reason I say that is because um, if they have O'Neill Cruz at short, and let's say maybe they get him extended. Um, If they have Nick Gonzalez at second, and let's say they're trying to extend him. And um, if you have uh, Mason Martin at first, and really his defense is really good, so you wouldn't want him at first, and you already have a third baseman, you're trying to fill out the outfield. And other than Brian Reynolds, who we don't know at this point how long he's going to be around, um, we don't have any you know outfielders that look like they're really good players that we can slot in there. So, I mean, you could play Andy Rodriguez at first, but they're putting him in the outfield because they don't have a lot of depth of outfielders in this um, system. And I mentioned as much a few episodes back when I talked about the outfield and how there weren't many outfielders. So um, you figure Henry Davis is probably slated to be the catcher as the number one overall pick. Way too early to say whether he will be a major league regular catcher. I mean, we got to make sure that he can hit. Eh, can he catch? I hear he has a really good arm. So, I mean, if he's not great at blocking balls, and considering we're probably going to get robo-umps in a year or two, the defense isn't a huge concern. I think they just want to see if he can call a game, and that's probably his strength from what I've seen. Um, He has a very good relationship with the young pitchers, and they want him to um, work on that relationship and be able to call a good game. So if Henry Davis is able to call a good game, if he's able to hit enough I don't know a 270 hitter you know for a catcher with a little bit of pop would be fine. Um, he is probably your catcher, and Andy Rodriguez is probably somewhere in the outfield. Uh, we don't know about Mason Martin yet um, but obviously, as I mentioned in the last episode that people have made way too big of a deal about his strikeouts. Um, because here's a guy who's always performed for the Pirates. Um, and he's still extremely young, actually. Um, and he's off to a hot start this year. So we'll have to say that Mason Martin is definitely, like, the favorite to be the first baseman. You know, And we're just talking about prospects here. We don't know if there's going to be um, you know, some prospects that don't pan out at all in certain positions, which is likely. And if that's the case... You know, we have to sign a free agent, but that's not a big deal. I mean, you just sign someone that can play first base a la Yoshi or somebody like that. Um, So let's see. I would say that Mason Martin is the only first baseman that really comes to mind as far as, you know, someone who is um, a prospect looking to man that position. And second base is pretty easy, too. I mean, we know Diego Castillo may have a decent year. He's getting the start today. Um he's still likely a bench piece until, you know, something happens that changes that, you know, that makes him look like he's going to be better than just a bench piece. But we certainly haven't seen anything um that would lead us to believe that he is competing with uh um with Nick the Stick Gonzalez. I mean, um Nick Gonzalez, top pick, quick bat. Good defense, uh, good character. I mean, everything we've heard about Nick Gonzalez is that he is the biggest lock to be a starter out of all these guys. Even a bigger lock than um, O'Neill Cruz uh, and certainly a bigger lock than um, Mason Martin because we're not sure, we're not 100% sure at this point if he's going to make enough contact to be a decent first baseman. But, you know, I think that there's a good chance of that, and I've said as much, you know, over the past year or so. Um, shortstop is a tough one. Now, if O'Neill Cruz doesn't make it at shortstop, um, I haven't heard good things about Laover Paguero's shortstop. He may be another guy that's um, moving to the outfield. And I know that Anthony, who I mention a lot, is cringing at that because he loves Laover Paguero. But I've just heard that, that he's not – he hasn't done a great job fielding balls um, – you know, getting balls smoothly, turning double plays, you know, making the throws um, to where we can say he's a shortstop. I mean, he is extremely young, as is Mike Escato. But shortstop is probably the toughest position to read. And if none of those guys make it at shortstop, that would probably be a position where you either um, have to sign somebody or less likely you extend um, – Kevin Newman I mean it 's possible it 's not like that would be the wrong thing to do to extend Kevin Newman, but I think the pirates know that the fans don 't particularly like Kevin Newman, um, so you would get you would spend your money and get mixed reviews and i 'm not sure that that 's what they want to do because it looks like they have listened to the fans you know because um, they went and gave Key Brian Hayes that nice extension, and they 're starting Diego Castillo today for the home opener. Um, So I think they do have a sense of what the fans are saying, Um, or at least they're trying to do more of that, you know. Um, At least maybe the owner's kids are doing that. I'm not sure. I mean, I imagine they pay some people to keep an eye on that stuff, Um, or maybe even guys like Mackie um, or, um, you know, some of those other guys, uh, you know, will tip them off onto what you guys are thinking on Twitter. Yeah. So shortstop is the toughest one to read. And, you know, from what I've heard from people that are in Altoona, he hasn't looked great um, at shortstop already this year. So uh, although he's hit really well, Um, so he could potentially be another outfielder, which we're trying to build outfield depth. Um, So if we move to the outfield, you're looking at um, potentially the the, the highest guys on the list, are probably um, the Penn State guy that we got in the draft, but he's a long way off. Um, Matthew Frazier, uh, who won a um, gold, no, he didn't win a gold glove, uh, but he won an MVP last year, which means he did everything well. You know, he hit, he hit for power, he drove in runs, he scored a lot of runs, he had an okay speed, he played good defense. He was the MVP of the league, so. Um, Matthew Fraser is probably your number one prospect when it comes to the outfield, um, and like I said, they drafted a guy to the outfield. But other than that, there is a lot of mid-level prospects in the outfield to potentially join Brian Reynolds. And the mid-level guys are guys like Cannon Smith Nigma. Um, they're guys like Jack Swinski. um, and there is other ones too. Even Bly Guy, you know, had a good um, spring and might finally get a chance to uh, get a cup of coffee in the major leagues. But those mid-level guys are mostly seen as more of a fourth outfielder or an extra outfielder. It's possible that Ben Gamble really steps up this year. Um, It's possible that Greg Allen shows that he can be an everyday player. Uh, And it's possible that um, Anthony Alford shows he could be a really good everyday player. But out of those guys, out of all those guys... They seem better suited to be a fourth outfielder. Um, so the only guys I can think off the top of my head, you know, who are really good outfielders in the system are um, Matthew Frazier, um, the Penn State kid, and um, Andy Rodriguez. So that's why, you know, they would consider putting a guy like Leover Paguero into the outfield if, you know, he shows that he can play the outfield and if he shows that his bat is good enough to play the outfield. But yeah, that's the biggest challenge. And that's why I think in the draft this year, you're going to see the Pirates take an outfielder just because the outfield um, is... The outfield has some really good prospects early on in the draft. Um, We don't know that, um, you know, the guy that is related, the kid that is related to um, the uh, outfielder that was on the Atlanta Braves all those years, you know, we don't know if he's going to slip there. We don't really know who's going to be available. I mean, if the first three guys taken are outfielders, then the Pirates aren't going outfielder. But if other guys are taken, you know, like shortstops, starting pitchers, um, the Pirates are likely to snag one of those outfielders. And no, you don't want to draft for need. But when you have um, a lot of options, you know, from the outfield position, that might be the route they go. You know, I mean... um, There's always a chance that they go um, pitcher um, because they could always use more pitching. The pitching hasn't looked great in the first few games as far as in the major leagues or the minor leagues. So they could always use more pitching or they could try to load up on pitching later in the draft, which is something they have done. And that's where they got uh, Michael Burrows later in the draft Um, and a couple other pitchers that are doing well. I think Quinn Priester was a first round pick. Um, A first or a second round pick, but he was probably uh, like a 19 pick, something like that. They could try to get another Quinn Priester, but that's really high up in the draft to draft a pitcher. Um, Out of all the pitchers they've drafted that high, um, the only one who was a success was uh, Garrett Cole. And there's one that we just had lots of injuries with, and he's still pitching, but Jamison Talion really didn't, um, didn't meet up to the expectations that we had drafting a pitcher up that high. My personal opinion is um, pitchers get hurt so much these days that I wouldn't want to take a pitcher um, that high in the draft. I've been pretty happy with the college bats that they've taken. Um, like I said, Nick Gonzalez looks like he was a solid pick. Henry Davis could potentially pan out to be a solid pick. Um, so if they could get a college outfielder, you know, I think I'd be pretty happy with that. And if they could get a high school outfielder, I think I'd be pretty happy with that, too. I mean, if you look at some of the high school shortstops that were drafted last year, um, Marcelo Meyer and um, a couple of the other guys, um, they're actually hitting right off the bat, you know? Um, So taking a high school hitter these days isn't as big of a a gamble as it was, let's say, like 10 years ago, um, because we just have a lot more on these guys. Um, We do a lot more with... um, I don't know, uh, exit velocities and launch angles. And we do so much more testing on that side than we did when it used to just be scouts watching these guys, you know, and it was a bigger risk to take a high school hitter. Uh, But yeah, I mean, they still don't hit all the time. No prospect's going to hit all the time. If you want the safest bet for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year, um, you'll draft a um, a college outfielder. And so far, um, uh, Ben Charrington has liked going for safe bets in that first, you know, pick of the draft. And then next year's draft, we don't know, but we're probably going to get a top three or four pick next year. Um, so we'll just have to see what... Uh, this year, it doesn't seem like there's any superstars available. But next year, let's say they win the lottery... And if there's a superstar available, I think that will be the angle that um, the Pittsburgh Pirates will take, that they'll finally go for that superstar. So we kind of know, you know, who the top guys are, but you also never know when a mid-level guy like a Smith Nigma or Diego Castillo may prove to be an everyday player. Um, It doesn't happen all the time, but just as top line guys bust, middle guys, you know, Prove to be good players like, um, uh, you know, like we've seen a lot and like we've seen with Brian Reynolds. So um, that's pretty much it with the home opener today. Um, I don't think the Pirates have announced their starting pitchers yet on the ML- MILB app, which is a little disappointing. I mean, um, I wish that they would announce who they were going to start. Actually, we have a starter for Indianapolis And it's not very exciting. It's Brad Solcer, a guy who's been in the system for a long time. Um, He doesn't look like he's going to fit into the team. It looks like he's more of an organizational guy. Um, Altoona has not announced their starting pitcher yet. But I think we're hoping it will be Quinn Priester um, today. That would be pretty cool. Um, Greensboro has not announced their starting pitcher, but we're hoping it will be Jared Jones And Bradenton has not announced their starting pitcher today. So, I mean, we really don't know as far as that goes. Um, But we have talked about um, the home opener today. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time for people, whether you're tailgating or whether you're just having fun at the game. It's a beautiful stadium with a great view. You could spend your time downtown and you could walk across the bridge. Um, There's just a lot of fun things to do. And this is one of a handful of games that are going to be sold out this year in addition to like the Phillies series, the Yankees series, the Red Sox series, and maybe a weekend series in July against um, the Cubs or the Cardinals or somebody like that, you know, a team that has a lot of fans. So um, enjoy the game today. Uh, The dogs are excited, as you can hear, you know, they're barking. Um, And that's it. Let's see how Diego Castillo does today. Let's see how Jake Marcinek plays today. And let's hope that um, Cole Tucker doesn't make a bunch of errors in the outfield. And uh, let's go, Bucks, in the home opener. Peace out.